you know is taken away from you when you are unknown, when you are alone, when you are gone. Just remember, you will be missed. Hello and welcome to You Will Be Missed, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast, exploring the Valley of Barovia and the surrounding mists. I am Fluffy, your DM, and joining me today is Cello. Hi, I'm Cello. I'm playing Raxo, the half-orc druid. My pronouns are they, them, and so are Raxos. Clarence. I'm Clarence. I am playing Sangam. Pronouns are they, them, for all of the above. Dace. I am Dace. Uh, pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing Ionwe Kristovich, also he, him, the Barovian-born bloodhunter. Hi, I'm Pete. I'll be playing Malelius von Tempestus, uh, who is a totally human uh, paladin, and both of our pronouns are he, him. And uh like to welcome to the cast our newest member, Tony. Hello, I'm Tony. I'll be playing Ander. Um, both he and I go by he, him pronouns. All right. Well, let us get back into the tale that we have woven. After having some disagreements on the way that Sangam treated Ionwe, Dendry ran off only to be swallowed by the mists and separated from the party she entered Barovia with. Struggling to get a grasp on their situation the group wandered around the village exploring interacting with some aspects of the village Yanwei going and listening to a, a tale of a woman named Mary lament of her lost daughter eventually the party made their way to the blood on the vine tavern or, as it says now, the blood of the vine. Raxo and Sangam interacted with the three Vistani owners of the tavern, whereas is uh, Yonwei and Mal took to a man that was known by Ismark, Ismark the Lesser, the son of the burgomaster of the village. And conversation was struck by both parties. We'll pick up kind of where we left off, starting with Ionwe and Mal and their conversation with Ismark. So, I... Do you think your group would be interested in working for me? I will pay well. Will be compensated for any danger that you might come across. I just wish for my sister to safely get outside of this village and farther away from the reign of the castle. We'll have to discuss it with the others, I do believe. Yonwei? 
Seems only fair. If your group is interested, you are welcome to stay the night at our estate. Uh, it is one of the more southern buildings in the village. It will be very hard to miss compared against uh, the other townsfolk's buildings. We will make uh, make a place for you there if you need. And it's secure? It has been as secure as it could be, but even that is starting to get its limits. Question, DM. Um, just to be clear, we did discover that this is the son of the Burgomaster, right? Correct. Okay, had to, had to be sure. Um, whether or not my companions come to stay, uh, I will at least pay you a visit that is uh, something I wish to discuss. Of course, I would be more than happy to listen in on what you have to say. Especially if you have business with my late father. Some business. Not specifically with your father or you, but in general. Understood. I will do what I can. Alright, well, I should probably... Head back to the manor. Uh, please knock when you arrive, and I will be there waiting for you. Understood. If I do not hear from you before nightfall, I will assume that uh, you and your fellows have had other, other opportunities, and I will not hold it against you. DM, about what time is it right now? So after kind of the goings-on, you had that stay in the abandoned house that you got. Um, kind of stumbling around, I would say it's probably getting to be early to mid-afternoon. Kind of difficult to tell because you don't really have a sun in the sky to reach. Right. So your best guess is probably some flavor of afternoon. Pretty dark. Pretty dark. It's just sort of dark. <laughs> Understood. So with that, Ismark is going to collect his things, go and uh, settle debts at the bar. You all see him walk out the front. Raxo and Sangam, it seems at this point that your conversations with the three owners of the tavern kind of start to dwindle. They they recommend you meeting up with their leader, Madame Eva, near the Serpool. Their Vistani camp has been camped there for a few days and probably would be there for a few more good recommendation for kind of a sense of purpose or even just to get some advice about your situation 
Are Yanwei and uh, Mao standing up, or are they still sitting at the... Or both, I guess, sitting at the table over there? Um, Ian is still seated. Okay. Okay, well, if conversation with the Vistani is slowed down, um, I'll look at Sangam. And see what they want to do. Get a read on there. They're just looking around. Um, they've checked out of the conversation and are just watching everyone. And they maybe look a little bit judgmental about all of the people around them. That's not c- uncommon, though. Um, that's just, that's normal. For colorful Sangam, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll... The bottles of wine weren't that expensive, right? They were just... Um, it was pretty reasonable. Okay. Uh, a bottle... So it's a, a glass is a copper, a pitcher is a silver. So you could okay. probably get a bottle for about a silver. Okay, I will buy... Because I want to take it with me. So, sure. yeah, I'll buy a bottle. Um, I'll get Tangum's attention and say, um, um, I'm gonna go sit with um, Mal and Yonwei. You're welcome to come or stay. I'll come with. Okay. Um, I guess when I get over there, I'll say, well, who was that man you were talking to? He is Ismark. He's the the son of the burgomaster of this village. Do you know him? No, not personally. I have heard of him, though. He has invited us to uh, stay at his his home, should we need to. Um, and considering I need, I do need to have a conversation with him, I do think it is in our interest to at least pay him a visit. Well, you know this place better than any of us, so I, uh, I will trust you. I do have to worry about if, whether or not they can trust you all, though. And I will give specific look <laughs> over to Sangam. <laughs> Sangam just smiles pleasantly. I will be telling them that you did stab me in the back. How they wish to handle that is up to them. In my defense, we I spent a long time with you all. Without stabbing anyone in the back. I think that should get some credit. They can trust you then. You've only I've known you less than one day. Exactly. So I will warn our potential hosts and let them decide. Fine. That seems fair to me. Raxus says, giving Sangam a flat look. 
I actually think it would be in my best uh, interest to head there now. I don't have anything else to do in town, and I don't have much of an appetite right now. Um, I was going to head to the church, but it is getting late, and I don't want to be out at night. I'll join you if you don't mind. By all means. And I will come in the interest of not splitting the party. <laughs> that was the most uh, <laughs> metagame sounding line I've ever heard that wasn't metagaming. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll stay here to split up the party. <laughs> I'll make sure we're nice and far apart, don't worry. Oh dear. You would. <laughs> uh, but Ian will get up, um, pay for uh, anything else that, that we had purchased that uh, Ismark did not pay for. Um, so if I need to subtract anything for that, let me know. You don't. He covered everything. Um, but I, I, um, I am going to leave and head towards the southernmost home here. Easy enough to do. You all settle your debts and well, leave the the tavern. Heading outside, the the weather is kind of got this cold dampness to it. Kind of the smell of of fresh rain on the wind. The sky is still just as gray and cloudy as it was when you entered. You come out and you notice uh, in front of the building across the street from the tavern, that one that I'm hanging right now, you see that there is a wagon, just like a small wagon parked out front, hitched to a horse. You see a large, large, uh, well-built man, very large, like thick, black beard walking out of the building coins coin purse heavy he seems to make a quick note of your group before mounting the horse and starting to head out towards the outskirts of town you uh, Raxo you of all people you notice that there seems to be something under a, under a blanket thrashing about in the back of this cart. Does it look roughly animal-sized? Potentially. It could be an animal. It could be a person. It could be, you know, maybe a very active vegetable or mineral. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm going to incite the man and see if he looked at us like hoping we didn't notice he had a thrashing something with him or if he was just acting like this is normal. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll an insight check. Oof. Not great. That's a 12. He kind of is giving you this look of disdain. Kind of just like a staying clear of the outsiders 
Mm. Doesn't really seem to be very pleased in your appearance there. Uh, I'll ask Yanwe. Do you know what that guy has in his cart? Is that guy, is that normal? I don't know. First of all, I guess, of course, for the end, do I know who this man is by looking at them? Um, roll me, we'll say either perception, investigation, or insight. Investigation. Okay. 14? You look over his appearance and... There's nothing that really stands out as, like, familiar other than the dress. You notice the the yellows and purples and uh, kind of deep reds of his attire and various um, kind of jangling chains and uh, necklaces kind of around him. This person is most likely a Vistani. You have not met them personally, but he seemed to be doing some sort of trading with the business uh, that you're all standing outside of. Uh, I also want to perception to see if I hear any noises from the thrashing thing. That was my next question. Was there sounds coming from the the thing that's moving? Sure. Go ahead and roll. Oh, my perception. Shit. But. Better than eighteen. <laughs> That's a polished turd right there. <laughs> Rex, so you get kind of bits of, of muffled like somebody's got their mouth like their their mouth bound. Kind of some muffled yelling. Is it weird that I'm less angry now that I know it's humanoid? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's on brand. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is weird. <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you listen in and you also hear the muffled kind of shouting and yelling. And you hear the sound of this person kind of thrashing against the, the wood of the cart. You know, you, you've had some exposure with combat and so you know what the sounds of like heavy armor would sound against wood. This person, whoever it is, seems like they'd be lightly armored. Size-wise, maybe somebody, you know, you would say probably somebody like of a young adult's age. Um, wait, that's the person, the the Vistani person, or what we're hearing no, that's inside the, the sound cart? Of the, that's what this, you're, you're kind of estimating based on what you hear in the cart, that this is a, an adult individual, maybe young adult, uh, they're lightly armored. Okay. Crashing in. Fuck, good boy has to do good boy things. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. No, I was still, even though I was less upset. I was still going to do something about it. <laughs> um, there just would have been a righteous fury if it was an animal. Just semi-righteous now. Just yeah. <laughs> just a little bit righteous. Um, now uh, it's I righteous will... indignation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Eon will uh, walk in front of the like the cart, like to to purposely be in its way, but like making eyes at the back of the cart, the entire like eyes at the back of the cart, and the person who would be driving it at the same like one after the other, rather. Um, okay, then... so it did start to like he got on the horse and was starting to move away while you were all kind of determining this. So he does have a bit of a start on you. I'll uh, oh. give Eon a look and start running after it. Same yeah, kind right. of a Don't... confirmational nod at each other. And, uh, the chase is on. <laughs> and chase, go running after a horse. Oh it's my god, can the... I befriend the horse and tell it to stop? <laughs> oh shit. Maybe, I don't you know. speak horse. I, I can speak horse. Uh, nay, 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 nay. nay. <laughs> I do want to try to like flag him down. Like, hey, yeah. friend, uh, you, you dropped something. Alright. Uh, upon seeing you kind of be like, basically upon seeing you approach them, you hear the crack of a uh, crack of the reins as he shouts out, "Yeah, faster! Come on, get out of here!" Um, am horse... I? Oh, go ahead. But were we at all able to catch up with the um cart to at least like, oh, grab onto it before? Um, it goes I would say probably not. Okay. Just because he had a bit of a head start, and the moment that you kind of started heading that way, and the Yanway immediately was like, "Hey, friend, I have found something." He How far away is this? Uh, this is about forty feet from where you're standing. So, if I was to throw a javelin, God, let's not attack. <laughs> I mean, you certainly could. Can I attempt to, to target the wheel? Okay, sure. Um, that'll be a and, and not the package inside. That will be tricky, but uh, certainly can. Okay. How do I do a throw? Because if I click on it, it's going to do a, a, a swingy thing. But I want to do a throwy thing. Is that just based off of uh, what Dex plus anything? So, um, yeah. So thrown weapons use your strength. Okay, so just flat strength. Um, I have it equipped to your sheet now, so you should be able to just use it like the other weapons. Uh, do you see it? Uh, oh, just the unarmed strike? Uh, here, I'll just do it. Boop. Yeah, you do the thing. Not the worst javelin toss I've ever seen in D&D history. No. Um, it does, you throw the javelin. And it, it starts flying towards the wagon. You think you've got it aimed up for the wheel, but unfortunately... It hits the dirt before it could connect with anything. The throw just fell short of the wheel. Let me see. Damn it. 
the range is 30 feet on Thorn Whip. Did we get a decent look at the horse? Like, was there any pattern? Oh, I certainly did. Like I, I can roll for it if you'd like, but I <laughs> definitely would have. I'm, I'm not going to make you roll. Okay. I, I already so... have a name picked out for it. <laughs> <laughs> Tentatively. Um, so the horse is it's kind of large very like broad its fur is this kind of mottled gray and white with kind of like big big hooves squat build mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nice shire horse yeah, for those who know horses yeah. not a Clydesdale it's a shire horse I don't know what the difference <laughs> is but I know there is one Clydesdales are, are brown and white and fucking tall. I mean, I just see a heckin' chonk horse here. And that's uh, what Clydesdale I horses are fucking huge. I don't know how big Shire this guy is. They're but... pretty big, too. Okay. Well, both of them have bell bottoms, so. And this was in front of which structure? Uh, the structure... Let me... Map. Uh, this structure here. And does this, uh, does it have any sign or is it a personal home? Um, there is a sign. There, the building is rather unassuming. Kind of a larger wooden structure. Sparse light spilling out from behind heavy curtains. There's a, a rickety sign above the door reading Bildrath's Mercantile. big sigh and I'm gonna head in um, and like the first 30 or so seconds I'm inside just listening for uh, or just outside the door I want to just listen for any vague sounds of like general distress like if people are arguing or yelling or even crying inside right are you trying to be sneaky about it Um, I'd say so yeah just to get a vague sense of what's going on before I go in. You want to do me a favor and roll a stealth? Thirteen. Um, so you kind of listen and you don't really hear any signs of stress or struggle you hear the sound of uh, something being dragged across a wooden surface and uh, kind of the noise of something scratching against wood. You hear a voice uh, assuming to be male. All right, Periwimple. You can can go now. Um, Business is attended to. I am going to start going through inventory. If you're needed, I will call you again. And you just hear this large, this kind of uh, grunting noise.
Um, if Raxo is nearby, I will just share what what of that I heard, and then uh, leave it to them to see if we want to dig further or leave this be. We know we had no quarrel with these people, but there is. We do know the, the, the horse, and we, we might be able to spot the horse at some other point. Do you know... Or I guess I can ask in character. Do you know where that man may be going? There aren't, there aren't exactly a lot of places that the Vestani tend to gather here that I'm aware of. So, between here and... Vallaki, I really only know of one, um, but that is nearer to Vallaki, so that is my only guess for now. I see. I don't like the idea of letting a... most likely someone who has been captured just be captured and get away, but I... Also, we cannot outrun the horse, so... My problem is that the person was taken in broad daylight and uh, no one inside this building seems to be coming out to deal with it. So they... I don't think they will be forthcoming with information about the, the situation. Um, are there any birds around? Um, make a perception check. Good lord. Dice are not my friend today. Eleven. One day. You don't, you don't look around, like, you don't see any immediate signs. Like, you're looking for sparrows or robins or hawks. You don't really see anything. Except hmm. you kind of look over on a building next door, and there's this jet black raven tilting its head at you. Um, I'm gonna roll in sight to see whether or not I need to roll animal or to cast animal friendship. Okay, that's a 19. The raven seems ambivalent to your presence. Um, but it sees me looking at it. Yeah. Okay. I am going to cast speak with animals to ask it um, can you follow that man I will give you whatever you like in return whether that be food or I'm gonna list off like food shiny things what you know and see which which thing it's most interested in I certainly can do that. I would like both food and the shiny things. Done. All right. Where will I find you? Uh, I'll turn to Yonwei. Um, where are we going next? To the church, you said. Does, does, does the Raven wish to know where we are going? What was that? Uh. Uh, is it a is, what are the raven's pronouns <laughs> I didn't ask okay 
Um, Never and more. Yeah. The, uh, I'll ask the red. Do you have a name? What is what is name? We'll call you Pola. Pola would like to know where we can be found. Um, they're going to follow the man and report back to me. With a quizzical look like you just talked to a bird and I'm supposed <laughs> to be okay with that. Eon <laughs> <laughs> will uh, point down the road to what we now can see is the largest structure here other than the tavern or the church. Um, okay. Okay. Then I'll tell the bird you can find us down there. Thank you, friend. Uh, the bird seems to pick up something, flies down, and hands you a small bit of reed. Okay. What's the, what it, do I need, I don't, I, the player, don't know what this means. Do I need to roll an insight for? The bird just goes, have a reed. It Thank is you. present. Thank you. And it flies off. <laughs> where the horse was going. Have you seen the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but the, the black bird that's trying to seduce the other bird is, I got that bitch a stick. <gasps> Bitches love <Yes>. sticks. <laughs> yep. yep. A bit of advice. Raxo is bitches. <laughs> a bit of advice, Raxo. Um, though I don't think you would. In general, don't, don't hurt the ravens here. It is bad luck. Raxo looks like insulted that you would even suggest that they would hurt an animal. Like Mayhap just information to pass along to members of your group. I see. You can talk directly to me, you know. He's going to continue walking south. <laughs> Mal's going to look over at Yanwei. Um, you can talk directly to them, you know. I could. <laughs> they know better look than back at Sagan. He could. <laughs> yes, I heard him. Thank you, idiot. Oh. <laughs> Mal's just going to start walking down the road. Grabbing his javelin along the way. Did we rest at all since the death house? You did, yeah. Okay, cool. So you we short rested. Yeah, short you rested, rested in an abandoned house. It was a short rest, and I don't think I get spells back for that. No, warlock, you are not, if I remember correctly. Nope, I am a druid. While this is going on, we'll do a little bit of a scene change. Ander. Yes. So, kind of, it, it's been a, a little while since you were sent off on your uh, your mission by uh, Laurel Silverhand. One of the Kind of the, the the head lead of Waterdeep. Mm -hmm. There have been strange occurrences of individuals going missing after a thick fog 
that would settle in the area. You've built a bit of a reputation for yourself as being a trustworthy investigator. And so, uh, the Lady Mage of Waterdeep summoned you as city resources were rather tight. You were given some leads that there's a recent bout of disappearances in uh, kind of a village south of Waterdeep called Daggerford. And so you gathered all your things and made your way down there to investigate. You asked around a few people did tell you that there was some were some individuals that vanished uh, a couple nights ago. After taking in some leads, there were um, a band of rather colorfully dressed individuals who said that they could that they've got uh, knowledge on where these individuals disappeared to. And that if you came by later that night, they'd show you. While suspicious, kind of, of, of their intentions, this was kind of the best lead you had for this potential misuse of magic. So you met with them. And things seemed to be going well. They were telling you of this land called Barovia, this far-off land. And that they've heard these rumors that the leader of this land can spirit away those that it wishes and plainer magic of that regard is not something that is uh, that that can be let go well, that's that's too easy to abuse exactly so you began getting ready to kind of pursue this further however you your vision went completely dark and you could not hear or see anything in your surroundings and there was a sharp pain you woke up you don't know how long bound and tied within the confines of a large caravan. You are able to see outside a little bit. It's mostly foggy. You see dense, thick trees looming overhead on a very gravel road. The caravan stops. You, you're trying to kind of listen in, but your vision seems to have returned, but your hearing hasn't. You can see outside some of these individuals in the bright clothes conversing. You see one of them with a large black beard mounting a horse and riding off while the others seem to be making up camp. 
the individual with the big beard, was he mm-hmm. one of the originals that I met in Daggerford? Or he is was this not. a new person? Okay. This seems to be a new person. For the moment, you try to kind of wriggle out of your uh, wriggle out of your your binds, but you're finding your hands sluggish. Normally, you're you know they're dexterous and you're able to work on fine uh, fine mechanics or do very very detailed work, but for some reason, it feels like your hands are just so cold they aren't really responding to you, your commands to move them this is unfortunate so while that's going on we will scene transition back to the party I will knock on the door alright um, the four of you make your way down Yanwei, you had passed Mary's townhouse where you were previously, earlier in that day. The loud crying and wailing still filling the streets. You find your way to a weary-looking mansion, sitting behind a rusted iron fence. The gates are twisted, torn, bent out of the earth below. The right gate lies cast aside, while the left gate swings lazily in the wind. Periodically, you hear the stuttering squeal and clang of the gate as it repeats with a mindless precision. A creak and a slam. A creak and a slam. Heavy overgrowth of weeds choke the grounds and almost press upon the house itself as if attempting to smother it. Against the walls, the growth has been tamped down a bit to create a pathway throughout the premises. You see outside heavy claw markings, which have stripped the the once beautiful finish off the walls. There are signs of burning, black marks, ash on the outside, telling of fires that have assailed the building. Every window has been broken. No glass remaining. Everything barred with planks. Each one bearing signs of some some vile fate. Blood splattered across them from the outside. Raxo, you in particular notice scores of wolf prints in the uh, in the grass and the ground around the facility. Both you, uh, everybody except for Yanwei, also notices human footprints intermingled with the wolf paws. The building has seen better days, but it does still seem to be standing. You hear a, a female voice from inside. Who is it? Who goes there? Hey, Yonwe Kristovich. Um, I come from Kresk. I was told to come here by Ismark. 
we had business. Uh, roll me a persuasion check, Yonwei. <laughs> eight. Be an eight. She seems hesitant. You are not the first person who is said to have been sent by my brother. He was uh, in the tavern, the Blood on the Vine, and he asked us to, uh, rather, he offered to give us a place to stay for the night. Um, I myself uh, wanted to ask him about some disappearances, um, as well as a particular situation we just left um, near Bildrath's Mercantile. One minute, let me go fetch him. Hear the sound of, of footsteps. A few minutes goes by. Nothing. Nothing. Until the faintest creak. Hear the sound of boards being removed from the back of the door. Deadbolts being being turned chains being removed the door then opens inside you see excuse me you see the kind of the, the long ash blonde hair of Ismark Kolyanovich where in adorned in his you know black duster he looks at the group, his chiseled features, just nodding. Next to him is a young woman. Her, her skin is darker. She has uh, very fair features with a long, dark auburn hair. She's wearing uh, a set of red, kind of uh, scholarly robes. She seems to be kind of inspecting everybody. And these, Irina, these were the people I talked about earlier. All right, all right. You can't blame me for being paranoid, brother. I know, I know. The last time somebody said that I sent them, they tried they tried to jump you I understand now please come in come in before we come in um, I wanted to say uh, well I am from uh, I am from Kresk I am Brovian as you all are these people with me are not uh, take that information as you will and this one in particular Sangam has uh, stabbed me in the back quite literally so I don't always though I am only speaking so that it is understood that I am not trying to bring ill will upon you but I may not be responsible for their actions I'll behave I am 
you see Ismar kind of be like, kind of have this look of second thoughts, whereas Irina's just like, I can take care of myself. Don't worry about me. Also, you talk too much. Please come in. Oh, I didn't. The interior of the manor is very well furnished, yet the fixtures show sign of great wear. Noticeable oddities are the boarded-up windows and holy symbols affixed to the wall in every room. The the manor itself has this, this light smell of lavender flowers. Although it's intermixed with a rot, kind of that earthiness of a decaying body. You look in one of the drawing rooms and you see a simple wooden coffin. And there are wilting flowers surrounding it. And you see kind of a pale skin now sallow from decomposition of heavier set older man hair thinning eyes closed I am I'm sorry for the uh, state of the house it has been a very stressful few weeks Yes, you could say that. Um, please, come, come. And she brings you to one of the sitting rooms away from kind of the, the macabre display that you walked into. Pulling out old, but still, fir- still serviceable uh, upholstered chairs. Have a seat. Uh, can I offer you tea or something to eat? Tea would be lovely. All right, I will go get you some tea. I, I don't know what's going on. And she heads off to. Uh, she I was off. muted, but I said I would also take tea. Okay. <laughs> Is Mark will kind of nod to everybody. I really appreciate you all uh, showing up. There's been a lot going on. I was not part of the initial conversation. Can you fill me in? Uh, I will do my best. Um, I am Ismark Kolyanovich and that was my sister Irina Kolyana. We are the surviving children to the Burgomaster, Kolyan Indirovich. He recently passed away due to a very unfortunate situation. It seems that my sister has drawn the ire of the Devil Strad. And he has come and paid several visits to my sister. 
I am sure you have seen the damage to the outside. That, unfortunately, has been his minions attempting to break in for him. Who are these minions? The beasts of the land, the, the walking dead. He commands much. Why does no one resist these attacks? Told you, they are not from here. I, I do not take offense. We have met many from who are not from here. The Devil Strahd is, is hard to explain. He is a <laughs> he is a force of evil in this land. He the, this upon his arrival the morning lord has turned his back on us he is a vampire is a curse placed on this land and he is very powerful many who have turned against him have met a grisly demise DM would that be something that I would have in my history repertoire uh, vampires in general um roll me a religion check paladin rolling religion could it be history rather than religion because I'm really bad at religion (laughs) what a a paladin man (laughs) I mean you can roll history but you will get different information I want to say if he rolls religion can I help him and fill in uh, whatever he doesn't know. Give him advantage only if he chooses religion. Yeah, I'd allow it. We'll go religion. Um, 16. Alright, so kind of in your, your training in your upbringing you've been taught of various monsters and undead that have defiled the lands and so you are familiar with kind of the the concept and practice of vampires. You know that it it is an undead that must drink blood to survive. It sleeps in a coffin during the day. It can transform itself into beasts or mist. It can exert control over wolves and vermin and it can charm individuals with just a glance you are aware that sunlight harms them and running water will burn them they tend to be rather formidable opponents and you have heard of many uh, warrior that has fallen um without being too prepared. So Mal will relay all that along with the uh, caveat of this is something the likes of which none of us have ever seen. And therein lies the problem. We wish to 
bring my sister to a safer vantage. The village of Barovia is always under the castle's shadow, and so his view of us is always there. If we were to head to one of the other villages, she may not be perfectly safe, but she would be right out of his backyard. And that's the best we can hope for, for right now. She has... As he's talking, you see Irina coming back with teacups and a teapot. He has... The details are a little fuzzy, but he has entered my... Or he's convinced me to allow him entry. I do not remember much of our dalliances, but needless to say, they are unpleasant. Where would be a safe place that we could take you? Really? There is uh, nowhere in the valley that would be truly safe. However, Velaki uh, is a much more thriving village than Barovia, and it would be much more difficult for him to launch an assault without others noticing. Then it so would I, make sense to go there. I, I would like to. However, I cannot in good conscience leave without putting our father to, le- to rest. Well, we shall see to your father first, and then we shall see to your safety. Provided no one has any uh, disagreements with this, or anything. Uh, I would like to wait for Pola to return, but then yes. Of course. This works for me, because I live in Milwaukee myself. You can accompany me on my, on my return. Hopefully you'll have better luck convincing Father Donovich to help us in putting him to rest. That has been the biggest struggle. He has been rather busy and has not been there to provide the rites of burial. He will fail in his duties. I will provide the rites for him. Thank you. So noble. Not all of us stab strangers in the back, Sangam. She kind of grimaces a little bit as Mark responds. The best time for that would be in the morning. That is when the Morning Lord's power is said to be at its height. And he, if he is to protect our father, that is when. Is there anything that you require from us in the meantime. Simply rest. Understood. You all begin sipping at the tea. It's rather good. Very flowery and herbal. Yanwei, you had questions, right? 
guess. Um, many more now, but uh, to Ismark, um, I was sent here to look into the disappearances of peoples uh, within and around the village of Borovia. Um, in doing so, the mists seem to have pulled me away and put me in front of a home here that has a, a, a rather distressing past. The mists also seem to have pulled these people here. Do you know anything about disappearances or that particular house? There, I can collaborate or corroborate that there were disappearances lately. Individuals have gone missing. Um, we have mostly attributed it to the wolves. As nobody, we, nobody has seen someone disappear, but people do fall to the wolves on a regular basis. As for the house, I am not too familiar. Brother, if you don't mind, I I do a lot of reading, and I do have a vague familiarity with the Durst Manor. I assume that is the building you speak of? Of course. Yes, um, many in the village say that it is haunted, and avoided at all costs. Uh, the, the former owners were ritualistic cultists and would often sacrifice villagers in cold blood. But after they were... After losing favor with their lord, it seems that they all sort of took it out on each other. But does the Durst home have anything to do with this missing child, Gertruda, or the Vistani I saw carrying someone away in a wagon in front of Bildras Mercantile? They both seem rather perplexed. I I have not. I know the Vistani do much trading with Bildrath. It's the only way that new goods come in. As you're having this, you hear a tap on one of the the boards outside. You know, one of, where the window would be. You hear a kind of tapping on the wood. Ah, that must be Pola. Um, and then I'm going to figure out how to get out of the house. <laughs> it's it's rather easy. You can go okay. out through the front door. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they'd put boards back or not. Um, okay, so... Let's see how long speak with animals lasts. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. So I have to cast it again? You do. Um, okay. Well, that's going to be a level two speak with animals. Because <laughs> okay. I'm out of level one spells. Okay. Um, you see there's this large black raven. It's kind of toddling back and forth on its legs. Kind of doing like a little tippy tap. I, uh, I'll hold my arm out for it to land on. It lands on your arm and continues to do a little tippy-tap on your arm. Well, 
What have you learned? The, the horse and the man have gone into the woods outside the village. Did you see the They direction? are still there with many others. There were In which people... direction? Sorry, um, I'll, let her, I'll, let, I'll let them finish. Uh, the, the raven kind of looks off. Um, they, you will see them. They are currently in a big group making a nest. Very well. Thank you so much, Paula. You are welcome. There are other people there. They don't think they want to be there. They look sad. Uh -huh. Thank you. Did you see how many there were of the sad people? Um. Were there... More than me. I see. Thank you. More than a nest of hatchlings? Hatch there can be many hatchlings in nest, or no hatchlings in nest. Uh... Were there as many as many hatchlings? Yes. I see. Thank you very much. And then I'm going to... Well, okay, I was gonna give the bird a good berry, but... If it will make its stomach explode from being a full humanoid worth of meal, <laughs> then I'm not going to. Um, I'll... Uh, Probably, probably have like. Does it specify that it fills a creature stomach, or is it magical and just fills whatever the, the stomach yeah, of whoever like, eats let's it? See, it is a, a creature can use its action of eating berry towards one hit point sustain a creature for one day. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'd it's be scalable. Okay, so then I will give the raven a good berry and a piece of copper, but like find the shiniest piece of copper I have. And Hola grabs kind of grabs the, the good berry with his beak and like tilts its head back and you just see it like just kind of swallow it down in one gulp. Mm -hmm. And then grab the coin, kind of like tilt and look at it. And then it looks at you. And it tries to talk, but it's got a coin in his beak. <laughs> so it temporarily sets the coin down. I like you. You are I a like good you friend. Too. Please do not die. Many people like you have died here. And it grabs I the will... coin and flies off. I will do my best. <laughs> okay, I'll come back inside and say... So Pola has shared with me where the camp of people are, and there are apparently more than just the one captive. There are, as as you are probably aware, ravens have no concept of numbers, but um, there's definitely at least two captives in that camp. I'm sorry, is that our concern? 
It is a concern for me. It is. I, I cannot let that rest either. I know. If you do not wish to come, you can stay with Irina. <laughs> Sangam, Sangam gives, with a good time. <laughs> Sangam gives Irina a look up and down and a wink and says, I wouldn't be opposed if she's not. We will see. I may need some more drinks first. Huh. I'll produce uh, the bottle of wine that I grab that I bought and just kind of set it down. <laughs> so is saying I'm gonna stay behind or come with? Uh Sangam is brash and likes making people uncomfortable, but they also understand when it's not okay. So they will come with the party instead of stay with Irina. All right. Uh, Ismark grabs uh, a suit of armor that's kind of mounted on the wall. And he dons it, grabbing uh, a long sword and a short sword and attaching them to his hip alright I will come with let us go and I, I know my father would not want there to be trafficking outside our boundaries like this let's go to arena before uh, Eon walks out you have studied the Durst Manor, or know the histories. Um, we'll have questions for you when we return. All right, I will do my best. You all take, grab your things, and take out to the road. And you see the clouds darkening it seems to be getting to be later in the afternoon. Heading outside of the gates of the village. Head out into kind of the, the dirt gravel road that you walked in, in here on. Surrounded by looming trees. You walk off for a while until you see several wagons set it at the side of the road and you hear voices talking uh, Raxo you would be the first to hear and see this do I hear what they're saying um, it's a little difficult but you do hear multiple voices it sounds like they're arguing about something um I'm going to... Okay, and well, okay, so the people in the camp have not seen us yet, or do we know? They have not seemed to notice you yet. I'm gonna nudge Sangam and be like, there are people arguing over there. Let us see what they're saying. Because if I can't sneak close enough, Sangam certainly can, so... <laughs> Right. Uh, I'll be back. 
And then Sangam's just going to start sneaking and head off. Okay. Uh, roll me a stealth check, Sangam. Oh, can I tap, put your, can, can I a guidance before they go? Um, sure, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 12. No, sorry, 11. I can do math. Uh, let me know if y'all can see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See a crack. What? Let me zoom out. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> How far when were you zoomed? <laughs> yeah. I was just staring at myself. Don't mind me. <laughs> um, you see Sangam. Several individuals in kind of bright yellows and reds. One of which having the large bushy black beard next to the, the horse that seemed to have run off. Uh, tied up the middle of the group you see a few individuals a woman gray drab attire tied up uh, a young man kind of brown laborer's clothes also tied up they seem to be kind of residing to their fate a another another villager this person kind of like pale gray robes an older man probably in his late 50s what stands out amongst the the, the drab villagers is there is a human looking Individual. Very, very tall. Dark, you know, dark hair. Kind of similar to how Mal's is. Kind of a patchy black beard. You wouldn't know what this means, but kind of like... Kind of like Keanu Reeves. He's in a... Uh, rather ornate looking set of chains chainmail you notice his eyes glowing though kind of this this deep golds and silvers he's tied up as the others are seems to be kind of disoriented Ander, you do see this individual approaching you. Kind of spying on the outskirts, the captors not really paying attention to them for the time being. I don't think I'd say anything. Would it be possible to like, like almost like roll over to a side kind of trying to get out of the way if I suspect that there's a yeah gonna be a yeah. conflict between the two parties sort of thing yeah I'll say you can roll a 
stealth to try and do it nonchalant. check um the armor i'm in i believe as part of the class i have advantage on that is that still right. okay in this circumstance yep you're still wearing your armor good just making sure so glad you're not clankety clankety <laughs> <laughs> all right um what did what did you oh there we go 22 oh yeah yeah you're able nice. to do that they're they're too deep into their argument to really notice much of what else is going on um, you're not really able to hear what they're saying because you're still unfortunately deafened did not a 22 like Frodo vanish like right on the ground right there ring goes on ring goes off <laughs> I mean I'm I'm judging it as more of like a Based on the circumstance. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Based on the circumstance or kind of a making it look nonchalant, like you're not trying to get out of the way, just kind of a a flop. Yeah, I'm still I'm still woozy from whatever they did. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, Sangam's going to keep moving, kind of starting to circle around. Uh, and as they see everything, um, Rexo will hear in their head just, like, a running list of everything that, that they're seeing. Okay. Is this a thing I can respond to? No. Okay. Actually, actually, yes. Yes. Okay. I was thinking of a thing a different character of mine has. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm okay. familiar with this, and yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I will respond then. Let's say, um, let me know if we need a distraction. Understood. Because I know how to safely spook an animal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sangam, as you approach closer, you hear, you hear the arguments. The man with the, the long, bushy black beard is yelling at uh, another man who kind of has this, like, Johnny Depp pirate thing going on. And there's just this sh shout of, Okay, Bogan, what do you think we should do then? I am Listen, Alec, I am just saying we would get better prices if we did this off the books okay fine where 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 are we going to sell hmm? who's going to want to buy well there are there is that um strange fellow in Valaki who has been looking for more test subjects for his experiments yes and we know his money is not going anywhere And some of the other men are just like, uh, we would like to, we, we promised we would get paid. We'd like to get this taken care of. Just very casually to Rexo, how much money do we have? And do you think it would be enough to buy a bunch of people? What? what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
If we just Probably. buy them, then we won't have to fight. Duh, keep up. I don't know how much a person cost. Um, do you, are you able to get prices? <laughs> Such a weird question. <laughs> hey, how much for the people? <laughs> so are, are they saying anything about how much, like, the people would actually cost? They're not. How much they would get? Okay. Um, I will turn to our new friend whose name I already forgot. Um, Ismark? Say, Ismark, yeah. And say, um, they are... The people in the camp are discussing selling the captives. Sangam would like to know if... Um, and do I need to roll anything to be, like, not overheard? Um, are they yelling no. loud enough that it's probably fine? Okay. Um, Sangam would like to know how much money we have available uh, to buy these people without the fighting. And if that is not an option, I think I can not make it a option. And you see him grab off his back this gigantic fucking crossbow. Okay. Uh, do I see that? I, I was I was gonna stop him and be like, hang on, and then I'll. Is there a time window for replying to whatever Sangam's got going on? No. Okay. Um, I'll I'll uh, put my hand on his crossbow before he shoots anything and say, buying people is not an option. I am told. Well, boo. I guess it's fighting time. Unless I can sneak in. Um, well, do you think you could sneak in? Try. He is. I can certainly try. Yeah, he is up a shot at one of the, one of the individuals in the outskirts. You just like sniper just popping a shot right now? Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's what's up. Clank, clank. Here comes the tank, bitches. That new movie, <laughs> Barovian Sniper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start a fire. Right right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta switch my cursor. Right here. Alright, so I'm gonna say we should start initiative at this point. Since Okay, that's fair. We, we you started initiative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I see him lighting up a shot, like, okay, there's no stopping this guy now. I'll go ahead and spook the horse by starting a bonfire right here. I'm so fucking glad I got a like 19 on my religion check because I got a three on my fucking initiative. <laughs> Good lord, I got a nine. I'm rolling gray. Guys, I got a six, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad roll day. The, uh, the man with the, the black beard is going to take a look. You know, he hears something and turns around and sees the group. Does the bon is the bonfire required to wait until my turn? It is. Oh my god. But I had the idea before. It's fine. It's fine. Technically if if we're about to do fighty stuff. Yeah, I know, I know. Mind you, the other guy, the other important looking guy, does didn't see you, so he misses his turn. But Good. You You fools, I told you not to leave a trail. Russian 
grabs out a scimitar and a dagger. He'll run up right in Raxo's face. And oh, Lord. That'll be his turn because he double moved. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Ismark will go and he will let loose the shot that he lined up. Holy shit, that's a natural 20. <laughs> and so that is. Runs right at Raxo and then drops dead. Yeah. <laughs> no. That is 17 points of piercing damage. And the one unassuming Vistana is just 360 no scope headshot. <laughs> Damn. He is going to drop the crossbow. Ismark looks like a blonde Matt Mercer. He kind of does, yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking Heath Ledger in my head this whole time based on that tiny icon. He's, he's going to drop his crossbow and move forward, pulling out a longsword to engage this man in combat. Fourteen to hit. Um, but it scrapes along his leather as he deflects the, the sword blow away. Ander, you are up. Do I start to get any sort of feeling back in my hands again? Is um, the fog starting to clear? Not entirely. Um, so you would get disadvantage on doing anything with fine motor control. Okay. That's the case then. So I would have seen them approach. Um, which one of these other of the these the other civilians that are with me mm -hmm. um yeah i think the only thing i could do right now is just move away from the guy that i would perceive to be one of the captors okay yeah and then, you're able uh, to do that seeing this guy just go down i think i would go over that general direction and okay. uh yeah i think i'll just uh, stealth or, yeah, try to do a stealth. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me a stealth. Not as good as the last time, but... Okay. You do your best to remain low to the ground and try to avoid... Uh, avoid the notice of your captors. Ooh, that is my turn. Ionwe, uh, you are up. Um, I will... Uh, rapier in hand, uh, take a deep breath, and activate my uh, Crimson Rite for Rite of the Frozen, and exhale... Um, 
just a, a, a mist over the blade, which will be covered in frost. Sure. Sharp. I will take four damage. Okay, the sharp pain of the, the damage coursing through your mind as you activate this right. But your vision clears and the magics have taken. And I will run up beside Raxo and lunge with the rapier at the Vistana man who came up close. Sounds good. Ooh, 14. That is not going to hit, unfortunately. That's a whiff, and that's, that's my turn. Okay. Sangam. Do any of these people look identifiably as casters? Not really. Okay. Perfectly fine. Well, the only uh, one... The only one of, of fighting note would be uh, the man in the armor. All of the other individuals just look like uh, village folk. Oh, I, I mean the enemy. Oh, oh, oh. No, none <laughs> of them do. None of them do. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's the route that Sangam would go. <laughs> okay. Uh, especially since the one in the armor wiggled away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just double checking something. Alright. So, since I was hidden, I have advantage. Mm-hmm. 17 to hit. One second. You're going after this one. Uh, after. after... Okay. That's that's a villager. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't know which tokens are villagers and which ones aren't. Yeah, the villagers have kind of like a blue look to them. Okay. The White walkers. Yeah. Got it. Then yes, I will attack that one. Okay. That is a hit. Uh, 9 piercing, 11 sneak attack, and do I want to use that now? <laughs> no need. You you run up behind this man. Um, he is just wearing basic leathers underneath this kind of bright red and gold gaudy attire. And you run the blade through, through him and just without any reaction just rumples to the ground as your blade pierces through him and he is dead and I'm also going to use a ability and have the other I I don't know why my brain just said lunch meat guy instead of um, (laughs) cannon fodder fella (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also going to Half the number of sneak attack for your level. Okay. I'm also going to do that on him, so that is just 1d6. Correct. So he only takes two necrotic. Okay. Um, you all see... You know, this one uh, Vistani bandit just gets skewered right through. And then manifesting across, like, a good 20 feet or so, 
see this uh, draconic individual in sturdy clothing and it running the bandit through with this really large looking sword before it before this apparition fizzles out and disappears and it's clothing that you all have seen before okay that's like an edge limit from Final Fantasy 7 that you just pulled out right there I have no <laughs> idea what that means <laughs> you you hear kind of a you hear exclamations of what the fuck was that from the Vistana as this ghostly apparition takes shape I'm gonna scuttle away and I'm going to try to hide that's a not that's a sorry it's a six <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm sure you're well hidden. <laughs> <laughs> so it just covers their eyes with their hand. You can't see me. I can't see you. It's, it's slide behind a branch, but it's a really skinny one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, you try to slide behind a tree, not realizing there's a big hole all the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> but can't, he can't get there fully, so he... You see him, like, kind of mimicking, like, grabbing at the blood that just came out of this wound in his chest out of nowhere. Runs forward, grabbing this crossbone, wrenches it up, takes aim, and I don't think 13 is going to hit you. No. And so the arrow just sticks, or the bolt sticks into one of the trees nearby see the man you know swearing to himself as he tries to reset it for another shot the other two are dead so Raxo okay um fire can I move here without an attack of opportunity yeah I'd say why not you can kind of like move in between his mark yep after, I imagine like Ismark swings and misses and as he's bringing his sword back Raxo's like pardon and <laughs> goots by um, actually says it, pardon too uh, yeah 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 I am I am busy okay uh, let's see uh, yeah yeah that's a good spot so I'm, I'm assuming actually which way is the horse facing the horse is facing to the west um so away from the fire then yeah it would yeah okay so i'm going to if i move to here okay yeah then that lets me make a intimidation check with advantage okay um that lets me put the fire like more in its at least peripheral um, yeah. intimidation. I you want the horse to run away so it doesn't get caught in this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead and roll an advantage. Uh, I just rolled twice. Uh, Don't get much better than perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you hear this just whinnying cry as it sees the fire manifest out of nowhere. And the horse is just like, oh god. 
<laughs> what is this? Help! And you see that it, it looks like it's ready to bolt. Good. Um, but it doesn't yet, or I guess it will, it will on, its, on turn. its turn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's my, yeah, because create bonfire is an action. I moved, I guess as a bonus action, I could become shiny, but, um, why not? I'll be shiny as a, okay. that is a bonus action, right? Yeah. Oh, nope. Wild shape is an action. Never mind. Oops. Well, so that's... then I'll just hang out here. Okay. The end. I was all I was concerned about, honestly, was the horse. So, as in terms of combat, that was my priority. Right. So the end. All right, Mal. We uh, this one here next to the horse was injured, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, so I need that individual to hang on here. Let me need that individual to go ahead and make a uh, wisdom save. Uh, uh, DC 15. Okay. Um, does a five beat it? No, no, it does not. Okay. <laughs> a miracle five. So Mal just sort of like just casually walks at a brisk six second pace to uh, this 30 feet closer to that individual points at him and says I will cleanse the land and you just hear a dong as he casts hold the dead alright so go ahead and roll so he's missing hit points so it takes a, a d12. d12 so it's 11 points of damage Ooh. kind of silvery bell manifest and there's this cracking noise as it rings. You see this bandit, no, like blood begins pouring out of his nose and eyes and just collapses in a gurgling heap. Excellent. All right, anything else? Uh... No, because I don't have any. Oh, well, no, that was a cantrip, so hold on. Do you have any bonus actions? Nope, everything else is an action, so no. That is right. it. The end. The horse's turn. GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> bye, friend. The horse is like, bye. All right, Bogan and Alec get to go. And I think this one is going to. Seeing that Raxo just caused his horse to flee, he is going to draw scimitar, the dagger. You are really going to wish you hadn't done that. Going to scimitar. Uh, for an 18. And a 
16. Do either of those hit Raxa? Um, the 16 does. Assuming and, matching is hit. But the 18 doesn't? Oh, sorry. I heard... I don't know why I heard 13, or I pictured 13, but... Raxa yeah, gets so, plus 5 to the first hit. <laughs> it's because um, so visually, that... an 8 is half... Or a 3 is half yeah. of an 8. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but a 4. Uh, so I said visually. Four... Four points of slashing damage and another five points of slashing damage. Okay. Nine overall. Okay. And he's going to use his offhand to swing the dagger at Yomre. Who's all up in his business. Um, does a 19 hit Yomre? 19 does hit, yes. You take six points of piercing damage as the dagger pierces into your skin. Taken. Alright. Other guy is going to run towards Mal, pull out a set of daggers. He can't get close enough. So he's gonna just throw two daggers at you. Ooh, that actually hits. Okay, and a 12. That does not. Um, so you take seven points of piercing damage. The first dagger flies through and hits an unarmored patch, like right between your shoulder joints. You feel this pain coursing through your body. He throws the other one and just ricochets right off your armor. And the blade kind of skids to the ground at your feet. That is their turn. Is Marks up? I think he is going to continue to fight the, the bearded man. He is right up into business. Yeah, that's a 16. That hits. That is a 15. That hits. And he's going to go in with a short sword. For, a, for seven, that does not hit. But two hits with the long sword. Eighteen damage. Nice. Is Mark Lynch's and met this guy. Slash right across the chest. The guy backsteps as this came out of nowhere. He strikes again with the, with the long sword, catching him off guard, but he's starting to get in on Ismark's fighting style. Ismark goes in with the short sword, trying to flank, or trying to faint, but he deflects it off with one of the offhand daggers. But, you know, this bandit's not looking great after that. Back. you're up. Hey, um, seeing that, uh, these people seem to be, uh, assisting, um, and I've still not fully recovered, um, can I just try to tackle this guy? Um, 
course. Yeah. I'll just run at him and shoulder charge as best as I can. Okay, you kind of get up. It's awkward because you're still yeah. hide, but you can definitely do that. Okay, cool. What would you like me to roll? So go ahead and make a uh, attack. Okay. If you hit. Just uh, unarmed. This would be strength based. Yeah. It's just unarmed. It's plus two. An 11. I'm going to say, since you're not doing damage, that would be enough to hit. So I need you to roll me an athletics check. Will do. Well. Okay. You rolled a 12. You rolled an 11. So you, you run at him and just full-blown tackle. And like at first you don't think it worked, but then put your weight on it. You are much taller than this guy. If you have more leverage, you see him, his foot kind of slip out from under him and he just tumbles down to the ground prone. Awesome. With you prone right next to him. Perfect. All right. Yonway. Is Mark slashed at this guy? Um, they seem to be trading blows. With Jaxo. Are we flanking? Yes, we are. We do? Okay. So, flanking for advantage? Correct. Um, We are going to stab at this guy with the rapier. The frost-covered rapier. The nat 20 for 27. Yeah, 27. Nice. I will say I am attempting non-lethal. Okay. Good luck with that, n- <laughs> that number. <laughs> For in case it matters, uh, so it's a total of four cold and then uh, twelve piercing, so eighteen total. Okay. The rapier goes right through, and you s- does this burst of blood, but some of it kind of freezes to his lips from the residual cold. He's just kind of huffing and trying to cough. He's struggling. Uh, He's bleeding pretty bad. However, what would not be non-lethal is the follow-up. Is that this man has been slashed at and is bleeding. And so is Yanwe. And uh, in that moment, right after the swing, um, there's just a wild-sounding growl. And I will lunge at this guy and just full-on try to bite him in the neck. Okay. The jugular! Go for the jugular! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. For a 17. Uh, it's gonna hit. Are you going to empower it, or...? Um, it, it's, uh, it is not, no, it is not empowered. But, rather, okay. I am doing, uh... I would have had advantage for it anyway, because I'm below half health. But, I am taking one of the things from doing this in that if that hits, I will recover life equal to the damage dealt. Right, so you are empowering it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Go ahead. So, three. Um, you heal three. three piercing damage. Or you heal three damage. Uh, Raxo, you definitely see this, as does Ismark. Um. And he 
he definitely is like stumbling back upon himself. Yeah, I think Raxo would also be a little bit alarmed by uh by that. Um after the bite, um Eon does look a bit disturbed in and of himself. Okay. Does uh, he look less hungry? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh my. Sangam, you're up. All right. Sangam. Does Sangam know any of that's going on? It's very far away from you. It's kind of far away from you. All right. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So get there and then dash to get all the way up to this guy. Huh? And I'm going to stab him. You have advantage because he's prone? Yeah. 23 oh, to yeah. hit. That's... Uh, 12, do- 12 total damage. Yep. Um, you just stab straight down unceremoniously. Pops up blood. It's a very just clean, downward stab. Anything else? Um. Um. No, I mean, I think that they would probably look down at the armored man beside them and just kind of be like, hi. But he can't hear you. I know that he can't hear, but (laughs) Sangam doesn't, so. All right. They're dead. Raxo! Uh, um, I think, taken aback a bit, they would be like, uh, looks like you've got that covered. Um, (laughs) just gonna move here uh, and take starry form. To do okay. wild shape to to be shiny and um let's see where's my starry form button I'm gonna shoot him shoot him with shiny except that a um, ten probably wouldn't hit him and he is prone so range would have disadvantage mm okay okay so definitely won't hit him I'm sorry oh that's fine um well. Hold on. If I had... No, there's no reason to retcon stuff. Um, and I already used my move as well and action and bonus action to attack, so that is all. Mal, you're up. Okay. So, um... We're gonna... Now these two are grappled here, correctly. Um, yeah. Our new, our new friend that we don't know as a friend, but as a friend. And, he, I um, mean, not so much grappled as like laid the fuck out next to each other. Okay, so I'm gonna like take out my warhammer and smack Captain Jack Sparrow in the head with it. Okay, sounds great. Roll an advantage. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen hits. Sweet. Uh, that is all of a four points of damage, apparently. Hooray! Yay, I tickle him mightily with the Warhammer. 
Well, I yeah, you swing down, not trying to avoid hitting one of the captives. Your new friend, as you just previously said. So you really only get a grazing blow at his ribs, but it's enough to hear some cracking. Yeah, one to take off an ear. <laughs> um, that is all I've got. Okay. The horse continues running. Horse. The captain's turn. Captain here, Alec, kind of grabs at his neck, feeling the, the torn flesh, and just looks at Ionway and yells, Monster! He is going to lunge at you. Oh no. We'll make all three strikes on you. Oh no. Yeah, be that way. I have no health. 22. That, that's a hit. 12. That's not a hit. And that 20. Oh, God. Yep. Anybody uh, have inspiration? Can we use inspiration on each other? Sure, I'll let you do it. Okay, I'm going to make that nat 20 reroll. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a two, so only one goes through. Um, Literally, like, all the way through his stomach. Four damage. Four damage. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm still up. Yeah. He he goes, swings, barely nicking the side of your your throat, going in for a follow-up strike with the scimitar. You block it with the rapier, and he goes in kind of with an underhand to stab you with the dagger. But... The light from Raxo's starry form seems to just kind of get in his eye. And at the last minute, the dagger misses you as he goes to cover his face from the the searing light. All right. Captain Jack, as you call him, will stand up using half his movement. Mal, can you make me a wisdom saving? I mean, I could roll one. I don't know if I'll make it, but. (laughs) Oh, it's not bad. 18. Okay. Uh, This individual turns and looks at you, and his eyes kind of flash this bright golden yellow. You feel kind of this pulse of pain behind your eyes, but it subsides. Shit. And Ismark is going to go. I think Ismark is going to... He's looking at Yonwei with anxiousness in his eyes before striking out at the bandit captain. 15 and a 16 hit. Okay, that is 10 damage. Gonna go in for the short sword. That is a hit. Is another 7 damage. 
going to go around and get some distance between you and or beyond behind beyond way and the captain uh ander can i insight the individual standing above me that just stabbed the guy next to me you certainly can do i get the feeling that i'm going to be stabbed next no Okay, then I will just stand up, and since I'm still not 100% back, I will just take the dodge action for this turn. Okay. Beyond way, you're up. Um, the rapier attack, and followed up again by a bite to the rapier. The intention is to be non-lethal, but I am... the This thirst cannot be quenched. Um, are we still at advantage because now um, sure. Mark put himself at flanking? Yeah. Fourteen. That's going to be a miss. And here comes the bite. Which is not... Which is definitely accidentally going... It's lethal if it, if, if it does. It's a crit. Of course it is! Go ahead and roll your crit fight damage. Fuck me! Uh, okay. Um, and yeah, it is, um, it is empowered. I'm going to drain this man. Yeah, of course. So that is six points of health. How do you want to do this? Uncomfortably. (laughs) (laughs) Uncomfortably. Um, uh, so the swing with the rapier, um, Elm looks very much in control of himself, but there is so much blood on this man and on Eon himself that the follow-up lunge uh, and bite at this guy is is completely wild and completely different from any way that anyone else has seen him fight, uh, where he's a bit more graceful. But I'm going to like full-on latch onto this person, like arms all the way around, drop the rapier, and sink my teeth into his neck and just start drinking this juice box. <laughs> easy easy enough to do. You s- everyone else, at this point, you you can see what's going on. At least Raxo and Mal, for sure. Sangam, up to you. I think Sangam would be looking that direction so they'd be able to see. Yeah, you see Ianwe go in and just bite deep into this man's neck and drink his color going pale before he collapses into a heap. Ismark turning to face Ianwe, longsword and shortsword out. There is um, a a very honest look of remorse and remorse confusion and a little bit of fear on Eon's face. You see Ismark turning to face you and there's a look of burning determination in his eyes. And he is very much looking aggressive towards you. Sangam. Alright. Um, Sangam's just gonna stab at the man in front of them. Okay. Uh, 16. That hits. Roll your damage. Seven, or sorry, uh, four piercing, seven sneak attacks, so 11, 11. total. Yep. 
yeah, you run him right through. He is still got some fight in him. Well, that's not great. You would think with this being yes okay I'm uh, going to disengage from this guy because now Mal's here he can handle it sure. <laughs> so yeah he can uh, by the way Andrew you can hear again oh and your hands feel fine awesome mm. okay Sangam disengages um, yeah, I'm just plotting out where I'm going to go. Uh, Sangam is going to move directly north of... What's his name? Ismark. Blonde Matt Mercer. Ismark. <laughs> um, and... They just look like they're very intrigued by what's happening. Raxo, you're up. I'm going to move here. Um, and actually, wait. Uh, I'm going to take a step back over on top of this man here, because if I'm too close, ranged won't do anything. Right. So, um, yeah, so I will be there and shoot the sparkles at him. That's a hit. Okay launch this beam of starlight at him Four, out of your starry form. 10 radiant damage. It burns rather badly into his skin. He is... You're beginning to see a look of second thought on his face as he's thinking about how much he wants to be here mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that was your bonus action. Anything else? Um, I think I'll step forward and smack him with my quarter staff. Okay. It was a nine hit. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, no. Yeah, what a fear. Carries it away with his uh, scimitar. Okay. Uh, Mal, you're up. But we're flanking now. All right. We're going to bonk him. Oh, wait. That's flanking. I could have gotten an advantage on that. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll okay. again then. Oh, yeah. That's better. 13? Probably still didn't hit. Nope. Nope. Doesn't change the okay. outcome. All right. We'll bonk to the 22. 22 will hit. We're going to bonk at a six. Okay. Knock. I think you knock the tooth loose as. He is wobbling in place. Yeah, that's all I can do, though. Okay. Captain's turn. He's going to use his action to disengage. He's just going to run into the tree line. Okay. No amount of pay is worth this. Starts running. Ismark, 
Cautiously, he has his swords out and will approach closer to Yanwei. And to think I was about to trust you with my sister. Uh, I want to trip him. Okay, go ahead and make a trip attack as a reaction. What would that be? Um, make a, a unarmed strike. Okay. I want to bonk him as a reaction. <laughs> you can't. 14. He's very far away. Um, right. You, you go to trip him, bark. but okay. you hit against the thick metal of his splint mail, Ooh. and it kind of hurts your foot. Well. He is approaching Yanwei with the swords out. He's going to hold his action. And will attack Yanwei if he does anything. Suspect. Ander. Um, I see the guy running away from us. I'm gonna. Uh huh. I'm gonna shoot him with okay. the gem that is embedded in the chest of my armor. Okay. When that guy ran, we got an attack of opportunity, right? He disengaged. Oh, did he? Okay, I missed. Uh, that Sixteen. That hits. Uh, seven damage. This bolt of electricity erupts out of, uh, out of out of your armor, connecting with the side of this man. The smell of ozone and burnt flesh fills the otherwise musty smell of this old forest. He yelps in pain, but is still standing wobbly. Okay, that's fine. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't have a bonus action I can do, so that will be my turn. Okay, Ionwe. Um, I will touch my hand to my mouth and wipe away some blood. And look at Ismark. I didn't... I didn't mean to. Um, and... Uh, and a little bit of shock, I will... Uh, just drop to my knees and that's it. Okay. Sangam. Uh, Sangam is going to move forward and try and wedge themselves between uh, Yanwei and uh, Ismark. And just smile at Ismark in a way that like it's not threatening per se, but it has too much teeth. Mm -hmm. And they're just gonna say, Oh, no, no, no. He's not yours to mess with. And I will hold my action for if Ismark attacks. Okay. Rexo. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm content to let this man go. So I will. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to go towards this, these, you know, these other people. Okay. To, uh, 
So I'll walk up to this one and ask if they're hurt or start untying them or whatever. Yeah. Um, none of them are hurt or else none of them are still hurt, okay. but sounds good. Okay. Mal. I am going to cast heal on to Yanwei. Or what is that spell? Healing word. Cast <laughs> heal. Cast heal, yeah. Uh, cure wounds, sorry. Cure wounds is touch. Yeah, so you have to oh. get there for touch. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. So I will go and run up and touch Yanwei. <laughs> All right. For nine points of healthy. <laughs> okay. Um move. Captain is going to keep running. All right. Um, at this point, he is going to be about 80 feet away from you, Ander. Your call on if you want to let him go or if you want to continue pursuing. I'll let him go. It's uh, It's been a day. Okay. Sounds good. As this Vistani uh, bandit runs off into the heavy, heavy woods, there's a standoff between Ismark and Ionwe and Sangam. The mood is tense, as it's hard to read intent right now. There's a look of betrayal on Ismark's face as he has both fear and anger welling up at him at uh, the I sight. Was... Oh, go ahead. Uh, Sangam's clothing is a combination of the colorful and the sturdy. Okay. Um, but you you see this look of betrayal on his face. Um, he seems not to be noticing this transformation in Sangam's attire as he's fully focused on Ianwe. Ander, you are able to get yourself untied and think with that we will end for the night oh wow so thank you everybody and until next time you will be missed goodbye <laughs>